American Patchwork Quartet is a group of musicians that draws on a repertoire of centuries-old American folk songs that highlight the country's immigrant roots. The group consists of four musicians, each of whom brings a musical excellence to the group. Vocalist Falu Shah, guitarist and vocalist Clay Ross, drummer Clarence Penn, and bassist Yasushi Nakamura showcase the dynamic diversity of contemporary culture by reimagining timeless songs from the American past. Vocalist Falu Shah is a two-time Grammy-nominated, internationally recognized artist known for her rare ability to seamlessly blend a signature modern inventive style with a formidable Indian classical-shaped vocal talent. In her early years in Bombay, Falu Shah was trained in the Japur and other musical traditions by renowned teachers. Falu moved to the United States in 2000, where her subsequent career has led to a series of high-profile collaborations with people such as Yo-Yo Ma and Philip Glass, to name just two of a long list. In 2006, she was appointed Carnegie Hall's Ambassador of Indian Music and has been named one of the 20 most influential global Indian women by the Economic Times of India and has also won the Women Icons of India Award in Mumbai. Fallow continues to pursue her commitment to introducing children to the wonders of the world through both of her Grammy-nominated kids' projects, Fallow's Bazaar and A Colorful World. Joining Fallu in American Patchwork Quartet is American jazz drummer and composer Clarence Penn, who was born in Detroit, Michigan, and began playing the drums aged around eight. Clarence studied with Ellis Marsalis at Virginia Commonwealth University and played in Marsalis's trio from 1987 to 1991. Clarence Penn has worked with a long list of jazz musicians, including Stanley Clark and Maria Schneider and Diana Krall, amongst others. Clarence Penn has composed music for films and commercials and produced tracks for numerous singers in the pop and alternative arenas. He earned a 10 Best of 1997 accolade from the New York Times for his first leader recording, Penn's Landing. Then there's Yasushi Nakamura, who has been called one of the most commanding voices on bass today. Born in Tokyo, Yasushi moved to the United States at the age of nine. He began playing with clarinet and tenor saxophone, but his older brother's study of guitar and drums drove him to pick up the bass. He has worked with artists such as Wynton Marsalis, Wycliffe Gordon, Hank Jones, and Steve Miller. With his charismatic stage presence and hard-swinging melodic touch, Yasushi Nakamura is a first-call performer capturing new audiences and fans around the world. The founder of American Patchwork Quartet is guitarist and vocalist Clay Ross, who was part of the ensemble Ranky Tanky, an American musical ensemble based in Charleston, South Carolina, which specializes in jazz-influenced arrangements of traditional Gullah music, a culture that originated 
among descendants of enslaved Africans in the Low Country region of the U.S. Southeast. Ranky Tanky won the Grammy Award for the Best Regional Roots Music Album in January 2020. Prior to forming Ranky Tanky, Ross was active in the band Matuto, a world music group which combined Brazilian foro music with modern jazz elements. Falu Shah, Clarence Penn, Yasushi Nakamura, and Clay Ross, four extraordinary musicians who have combined their talents to bring American roots music to the stage as American Patchwork Quartet. American Patchwork Quartet will be performing on Sunday, January the 23rd at 4 p.m. at the Wise Center for the Performing Arts on the grounds of Bucknell University in Lewisburg. I had the opportunity to speak by phone to the founder of American Patchwork Quartet, Clay Ross. I'm the founder of the group. My name's Clay Ross. I play guitar in the band and sing, but um, our star vocalist is Falu Shaw. I started the group really based on, it was kind of a lot of serendipitous circumstances all that kind of came together at the same time, one of which was meeting and collaborating with Falu, who is our vocalist, who is a teaching artist at Carnegie Hall. We both have been teaching artists uh, at Carnegie, myself, for about seven years, and Falu, I think, for almost 15 years, she's worked with that organization. And we really had this amazing opportunity to get to know each other and work together really closely. And you'll see if you come to an APQ performance or listen to any of our tracks on YouTube, Falu has an incredible vocal technique and is a really incredible singer with a really special voice. And she was someone who I always felt compelled to work with and that I really aspired to work with and learn from. And after a lot of brainstorming, we were trying to find the thing that connected us, you know, what makes an American kid from the South, where's the common link with a classical musician trained in Indian classical training from from Bombay, India. And really what we landed on is that we're both American. We are American citizens. And no matter where we may have come from or where our ancestors may have come from or originated, you know, we share this commonality in our current American identity. And we found that a lot of American folk songs are really fertile ground to explore those sonic possibilities, you know, of our very different trainings. Around the same time, drummer Clarence Penn and I actually happened to be on a flight uh, (laughs) coming home from the Monterey Jazz Festival where we were performing with separate groups. We got stuck in the airport all day long and ended up becoming great friends, connecting over family and life and, you know, living in New York City and really everything but music. And uh, sort of later decided, oh man, we should make some music together. And then I later found out that he and Yasushi, who is our bassist, were actually really longtime friends and basically brothers, really close. And Yasushi was one of the first bassists I ever worked with when I moved to New York City 20 years ago. I've just known him as one of the most phenomenal musicians ever. And so this sort of like synergistic aligning of personalities happened, and it really fit with what I had envisioned for the group, which was not only to work with incredible, masterful artists, but also that the group actually reflects a very real diversity 
through representation. So, I mean, it's very intentional that our cast are from very far-reaching backgrounds. Now, you specialize in old roots American folk music quite deliberately then. Yeah, that's right. So that's really been a passion of mine for nearly two decades now. I came up, you know, studying jazz with musicians in Charleston, South Carolina, and later performed a lot of Brazilian music and caught my first break in New York City with a really famous Brazilian percussionist named Ciro Baptista. And that introduced me to this whole world of the quote unquote world music scene. That's really inspired my work. And I've really spent a lot of time exploring African diaspora music in the Americas. And that really brings me straight home to my South Carolina roots. You know, South Carolina is one of the most African states in the country. It's got a really strong African-American influence, and that is reflected in the music. You know, I was really fortunate to form a group called Ranky Tanky with some of my closest friends from South Carolina, and that group has gone on to really incredible success. And American Patchwork Quartet is an extension of that work. It's an extension of the research that I've done, research that has informed Ranky Tanky and research that has informed other projects that I've been involved with. And these songs, they're timeless for a reason, right? They've stuck around for a reason because they speak to something that is at the essence of the human experience. And it's something that is really universal and that really transcends race, nationality, or skin color. And it connects us all. On YouTube, I was listening to Shenandoah, and I had an extraordinary experience when listening to that. I remember first hearing Shenandoah with the voice of Paul Robeson when I was in the west of Britain. What I feel is a really close connection to that song. And when I was listening to Falu beginning to sing that, it was almost like hearing it anew, hearing it for the first time, hearing it in a completely different way, which was extraordinary experience. That's the best feedback we could possibly get. And that's really what we hope to bring to audiences. You know, we really hope that us, and in specifically to hear Falu as the lead vocalist singing these songs, you know, we hope that it allows you to see these songs in a completely new light. And also maybe even to see people from other cultures in a completely new light. Because that's really at the core of it, right? A lot of, uh, there's a lot of troubles in the world today, a lot of conflicts, a lot of issues that are born out of, let's say, a, a, a very narrow or one-sided perspective on people or on ethnicities or, or situations. And, you know, I, I think that music is a beautiful way to highlight our commonalities, but, you know, really more importantly, to showcase our differences so that we can really appreciate those differences and really marvel at those differences. So I think when you hear Falu sing Shenandoah, it's not it's like she's not trying to imitate a, a singer from the hills of Appalachia that may have sung that song for a hundred years, right? She's singing it in her own way with the vocal training that she has absorbed and studied from her life in India. But the song is so profound and so powerful and so timeless that it can absorb all those influences and it actually invites those influences. That melody is so longing and so beautiful. It gives plenty of space for Falu to put her ornaments on to create something really unique. I think that's one of the 
most important things and most charming things as an immigrant myself. And one of the most extraordinary things about America, a feeling that I share with many, many other immigrants, is the way that America has this ability, the, the way that it has led the way, despite all of the problems, combining all of these cultures so that you can bring a song from Wales or you can bring a song that was brought here originally from Africa and adapted and create a unique American sound that combines everybody's experience. Yeah, it's a place where, where democracy, you know, really is working. <laughs> it's democracy in action. It's a, and, and the cream rises to the top, right? If it's good and if people respond to it, then it stays. But um, I think that the way that people are reacting to APQ, for, for instance, and your reaction, I mean, that's such a huge compliment to this work. And what it tells me, which is really interesting, is that to me, it's kind of an invitation, right? Like in Falu and I have talked, about this quite a lot, that she has often felt self-conscious. And I don't want to speak out of turn and speak for her, but, you know, I've heard her say this, so I hope I'm getting it right. You know, she's often felt self-conscious about singing even in English. I mean, she spent most of her life singing in Hindi and other Eastern languages that she speaks. And I don't think that she would have initiated a project like this without doing it arm in arm with, with me, a guy from the American South. And kind of that collaboration and that synergy and that, in a way, sort of offering one another permission to explore these different cultures and different ideas that are inspired by our different cultures and different backgrounds. I mean, that's the process that makes it exciting and the process that really we're inviting our audiences to participate in. We're not really offering up this like super polished show that where it's like river dance or something it's like we're inviting the audience to come on this journey of exploration and discovery with us there are four of you there are yeah and each of you has a unique and interesting background do you all participate in choosing what music you're going to perform what songs you're going to perform and in the discovery how does that work up until this point, because it's been a bit my baby and, and it was my vision to get it started, I've brought a lot of the initial repertoire in terms of song ideas. And here is a list of 50 songs. Let's check these out and see you know, where we might um, find some common interests. And you know, we've even worked up as many as 25 songs, like making demos and just sort of exploring those songs. But then there's also this process of like what sticks and what the group chemistry gravitates towards. And that's also something that we're discovering, you know, as we do more performances and more shows and more sound checks and just spend more time together. You know, there are definitely opportunities to see what's working and what's not working and to see how the songs can really come alive once the musicians find their own unique contribution to the song. So it's very much in the jazz communal style of making music. Everybody is writing their own part. Everybody is conceiving their own approach. Everyone's contributing in their own way, and everyone is, is helping to make something that is an honest reflection of all four of us. We want everybody in the group. Everybody in the group wants to feel proud to be a part of it. 
Well, it's very much how jazz works. Yeah. Is also very much how folk music used to work, isn't it? How someone would come along and they would bring a song from their tradition. Other people might know it, but they had a particular way of singing it and introduce it to the group and it changes and forms. I can think of so many American folk songs where I know the original song from the British Isles and I can see how it has changed and developed in the Americas. That's exactly it, you know? And I think that's why, you know, I was so drawn to jazz artists and to work with the most exceptional jazz artists that I could find. And, you know, Clarence and Yasushi, for example, are just phenomenal and their first call rhythm section for some really really exceptional jazz artists and we definitely approach this music through a jazz lens and that really just helps us to shape the repertoire with a kind of openness and also the guys just have really a limitless ability to execute new ideas so if there's something that we want to try it's all available to us. So then we just need to make choices as a group about what's working and what's not working and Falu finding her way and finding her comfort zone as the lead singer. That's important too. You don't yet have any music out for sale, is that right? You don't have a CD or... We don't, but I have some really positive news on that front. We started this group by creating some video content, which you can watch on YouTube. And there's actually a full-length concert on YouTube that was recorded in a studio. I'm proud of it. It sounds great and looks really nice. And those videos have allowed us to book performances and to tour and to actually win an opportunity now to make a full-length album. So we just found out that we are the recipients of an award that's distributed through an organization called South Arts, and it's called the Creative Residency Grant. It's a Jazz Road Creative Residency Grant that was very competitive, and they selected American Patriot Quartet, and it's going to allow us to go into a phenomenal studio called Echo Mountain in Asheville, North Carolina, and we'll be there this May for a whole week um, making our debut album with the help of Grammy Award-winning producer and engineer Shani Gandhi, who's originally from Australia, who's now making amazing albums out of Nashville. So we're thrilled. You know, we couldn't be more excited about all the opportunities that have arisen, even without us having an album available commercially. So we can't wait to get an album made and share this music with more people. We're so looking forward to you coming to the Wise Center for the Performing Arts on Sunday, January the 23rd. You know, it's a fresh lens to see a lot of really timeless American music. I think it's a very joyful experience to watch these really masterful musicians just practice their incredible craft. So we hope people will come and enjoy some time with us, hang out. I hate that we won't get to give you a big hug because that seems to be a no-no right now. (laughs) Well, if Fallu sings Shenandoah, it'll be like a big hug. That's right. Yeah, it's it's a big safe hug. Come get a big safe hug from Fallu. (laughs) Clay Ross of American Patchwork Quartet. American Patchwork Quartet will be performing on Sunday, January the 23rd at 4 p.m. at the Wise Center for the Performing Arts in Lewisburg. 
Seating for the spring 2022 season is socially distanced and general admission. Specific seats cannot be reserved and masks are required. As part of American Patchwork Quartet's residency, the Wise Center has produced a 30-minute video montage that showcases the community as a melting pot of America. Members of the campus community share brief commentary about their diverse backgrounds and family heritage. Patrons are encouraged to arrive early to view this video from 3.20 to 3.50 p.m. in the Wise Center Auditorium. Doors to the venue will be open at 3 p.m. To find out more, visit the Wise Center website at bucknell.edu slash wisecenter. For tickets, you may call the campus box office at 570-577-1000. And the campus box office is open Mondays through Fridays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Or go online to bucknell.edu slash box office. American Patchwork Quartet. Sunday, January the 23rd. The program begins at 4 p.m. But there is a video from 3.20 to 3.50 p.m. And the Wise Center doors open at 3 p.m you are reminded that masks are required. Thank you very much to Clay Ross of American Patchwork Quartet. And to you, WVIA's Fiona Powell. I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger Traveling through this world below Yet there's no talk